Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. L.A., Georgia, Ohio, Florida, Mississippi, and throughout America, South America, the Caribbean islands, Africa, Asia, and all over the world. So return unto me, the sea of Yah, and I will return unto you, oh my people. Hosea 4.6 states, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. But we as a people can turn this around. Proverbs 4.7 states, wisdom is the principal thing. 
Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get an understanding. Again, welcome to the program this evening with your host, Brother Elliot and Brother Reggie. The number to reach us to join the conversation this evening is 215-253-7263. That's 215-253-7263. The listen-only line, if you don't have computer access, access to a smartphone, iPad, uh, tablet, or any other device, is 605-562-3140. That's 605 562 3140 and that access code is 958590 and pound. Again, that access code is 958590 and the pound sign. And uh, again, this week we'll be taking calls from that uh, conference line if you choose to participate in the conversation. Just hit star 61 from the conference line and we can uh, page you in. So you can participate in the conversation from the conference line. We're streaming live at two locations, www.blacktalkradionetwork.com forward slash time for an awakening. Again, that's www.blacktalkradionetwork.com forward slash time for an awakening. Also, time for awakening is on TuneIn. TuneIn is a free app on your desktop, your iPad, your BlackBerry, your smartphone. You can download TuneIn for free. And in the search engine, just type in Time for an Awakening. There you'll see the icon where you can listen to the program live, even in your car. That's Time for Awakening with the streaming app on TuneIn. Drop us an email at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. That's timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Time for Awakening also has a fan page on Facebook. Just go to the Facebook search engine and type in Time for an Awakening. There you always see interesting content being posted daily by Brother Edge. And before you leave that page, just hit that like button. That's Time for an Awakening radio program with the fan page on Facebook. Time for Awakening media has also been launched. In your address bar, just type in Time for an Awakening that dot com. That's Time for an Awakening. That'll take you straight to Time for Awakening Media. There you'll see more interesting articles, blogs, podcasts of the program that you can download, listen to at other times, or even share with your friends. That's Time for Awakening Media. Put that in your address bar, make that one of your favorites. Timeforawakening.com. That'll take you to Time for Awakening Media. Tonight, uh second week or the third week in a row, but it usually happens like that in the summertime. Around this time of year, a lot of uh, guests take vacations, they're away with their families. So we usually have a a period where we're in open forum a lot. And I don't mind that because we get to talk with the listening audience. And tonight, again, we're in open forum. Anything on your mind, give us a call. We can talk about it. I'll throw a few subjects out there that uh, might be interesting to the listening audience. If not, Just let me know what's on your mind. We'll be right back to get things started after a brief word from our sponsors. Mr. Moderator, our distinguished guests, brothers and sisters, our friends and and our enemies. (laughs) 
Everybody is here. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American-owned and operated insurance agency in business for over 20 years. Located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowners insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services. Representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies. Offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Are you one of the million conscious black people who believes that we have the collective wherewithal to affect real economic and political change? If so, band together in solidarity by joining the one million conscious black voters and contributors. Choose leadership that will work for the best interests of black people. We can no longer sit on the sidelines and expect things to change for the better without a significant number of black people playing a pivotal role in that effort. Will you be one of the million that recognizes that black dollars matter? Are you that person who believes it's time to leverage our votes for reciprocity from politicians? If so, then you should join the 1 million conscious black voters and contributors with members in 29 states and growing every day. We encourage you to sign up and help spread the word by sharing our website i am one of the million.com that's i am one of the million.com antiquity to the present our people need to develop a new paradigm it's time for an awakening sundays 7 p.m with your hosts elliot and reggie welcome back to time for an awakening and as as i said again we're in open form this evening anything on your mind give us a call the floor is yours. Uh, I put a couple topics out that might be interesting to you, but uh, like I said, uh, anything on your mind, it's an open phone Sunday, so to speak, uh, open phone. And uh, Brother Ralph is joining us this evening. He's pinch hitting for Brother Reg. Brother Reg, is, like I said, it's a lot of uh, vacationing going on, and I know he's probably enjoying himself, but I'm glad to have Brother Ralph stepping in to pinch hit. Brother Ralph, are you with us? Yes, sir. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm I'm fine. How are you, man? I'm all right, man. Hey, listen, there's a lot of things going on, Ralph. I know you got some topics you want to throw out there. But let me throw a couple out here in the beginning to kind of start things off. But like I said, we're in open forum, so people can talk about whatever they want. You know, I just uh, posted on the Time for Awakening page that the the families of um, of a uh, the families of the uh, nine uh, 
uh, brothers and sisters and, and some elders that was killed in that church by that racist animal, Dylan Roof, uh, filed suit against the federal government. Uh, let me read this article, brief article. Fam uh, according to a published report, families of Charleston shooting victims sue FBI for letting Dylan Roof buy a gun. Family members of the people killed in the attack on the South Carolina church last year have sued the federal government over an FBI clerk's mistake that allowed the purchase of a gun that was used in the shooting. The wrongful death lawsuit filed by relatives and survivors of the shooting, uh, as reported by Reuters, alleged that at least one of the background checks databases maintained by the federal government had information that should have prevented the firearm sale. At the end of the day, those who were wrong should be held accountable, says one of the uh, plaintiffs, Alan Hurd, in a telephone interview on Friday. Hurd's wife, Cynthia, was one of the pe nine people killed in the Manual African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston on June 2015. Our government should stand up and do for the people what's right, Hurd said. Dylan Roof, 22, have been charged in state court with murder, attempted murder, while uh, federal prosecutors have charged him with 33 counts, including hate crimes, obstruction of religion, and firearm offenses. Federal Bureau of Investigation spokesman Susan McKee said the agency does not comment on pending litigation. The FBI runs federal background checks for gun dealers in more than 30 states, including South Carolina. If the agency does not report back to the retailer within, uh, with a yes or no decision in three business days, the U.S. law allows the gun to be sold. The FBI Director James Cooney said that Roof was able to buy a gun in April 2015 because of errors in a federal background check. The examiner who conducted Roof's check did not see uh, a February 2015 police report in which Roof admitted to, unlawfully, to unlawful drug possession which would have barred him from buying a weapon, Cooney said last year. That information did not come to light because Roof's record listed the wrong arresting agency, federal authorities said. The lawsuit filed by the shooting victims uh, estates on Thursday reject the claim that the FBI did not have access to their arrest reports that would have required the gun sale to be denied. So here we go again with excuses why these people can get their hands on guns. But you've got some of our black elected officials, uh, misleadership class, so to speak, sitting on the floor of Congress singing We Shall Overcome because they want restrictions on people of Arabic descent buying guns. When you've got these white people that can go in Walmart, Kmart, gun shows, and just pick up a gun without any background checks, and they know it. They can d d throw out all that spiel all they want about three days they can go in these places and buy a gun immediately, just like you're buying groceries in a store. The only time a background check comes into play, Ralph, is if you go into the store and try to buy a gun. Then they're going to do all they can to find out stuff in your background. Now, you mean to tell me when they pull up this guy's report on his name on the arrest report don't show up? Who believes that? Yeah, well, I, you know what? I, I know quite a few of them that I... I know one guy in particular, man, he has like 250 pieces of arsenal. Said it was passed down from his family, from family member to family member. I mean, they have some weapons, bro. You know what I mean? So, 
you know, but if, and you know what, I, uh, and to be honest, my, I, 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 I you know, I, I'm licensed to carry. So that's, and I'm not going to allow no black leader or anybody else to tell me to turn mine in for a fixer ticket or something like that. You know what I mean? I'm not, you know, I'm not that dumb. So, uh, no, nah, I, I'm, I'm all for self-defense, bro. So, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that, Elliot. Um, let, me, to... let me ask you a question. When you went in to buy your weapon, and I assume you got it from a, uh, a store or maybe a show, I don't know, they gave you a background check. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you had to wait. It was a waiting period. No. Nah, um, it wasn't? It took no. It took about fifteen minutes. I was out of there. Oh, well, you similar to a lot of the white folks. They ain't, they just going in there buying, like they're buying groceries. I don't know how these other things come into play about background checks, waiting three days, and all that other type of stuff. No, nah, no. Nah, about about fifteen minutes, and I was out of there, man. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, we we see what uh, what's going on. A lot of this stuff about uh, waiting periods and buying guns is directed towards people of Arabic descent. Uh, listen, people, folk, white folks have been buying guns since they've been making guns. Right. And they've been a terrorist to black people since day one. Right. But all of a sudden, uh, being that a couple of uh, incidents have come up with people of Arabic descent uh, 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 supposedly involved in mass shootings, then all of a sudden you need background checks to keep guns out of the hands of these people because they're terrorists. But what about the terrorists that's been here all along, that's right in our midst, Right in our backyard, well, that, that has murdered yeah. our fathers, grandmothers, great grandmothers, and fathers. Those are the people that we need to be looking at. I'm not really concerned about any Arab terrorists here. I'm concerned about white terrorists that's been here all along. Well, you sound like that senator from uh, Omaha, Nebraska, uh, uh, Ernie Chambers, because he said the same exact thing. Like we, we, you know, us as black people, we're not concerned about these terrorists that they're putting all on television. We're, we're concerned about the policemen that are shooting unarmed black men down in the street. Um, also, you know, you, you, you know you, you're know, asking the question, I know where you're coming from, but this Justice Department, I mean, that, that, that's who they are. You know what I mean? So they're not going to press any charges against themselves. <laughs> so, I mean, and, 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 I mean, you know, you know, the last poets told us this in the, in the 70s and the 60s. Um, you know, just us means just us. So, and 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 the pretty faces that they put there, uh, the president and Loretta Lynch and the rest of the um, buffers, um, they just go along to get along, man. I mean, this if you cannot see how how this system is right now, and you know, and I want to bring it. I wanted to bring this up too, man. Uh, one of the listeners to this program sent me a, a disturbing email. We had brother uh, pick me up a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, right now he and you know he's isolated from the from the uh, other prisoners. And from what I'm reading, he's uh, he's afraid for his life, man. Oh, that man did. We get a little interference still- with your voice, Rob, but uh, let's fight through it and see what happens. You might have to hang up and call back in, but go ahead. Okay, all that brother did was um, 
quote a Bible verse in front of a judge, and this is supposed to be a country that was um, born on Christian principles, and he gets thrown in the slammer for two and a half to ten years. And so when you talk about justice system, and another listener even brought up to me, um, how can you have a black president, a black attorney general, NAACP, a black caucus, that's supposed to be, supposed to be, and, and I don't even believe that, fighting for you and your right, and this man is in prison, scared for his life, defending black people, speaking up for black people, and he's in prison right now, two and a half to ten years, scared for his life, and away from the general public. You know what I mean? Well, so, I'm, I'm going to be reaching out to uh, Mr. McKay, which is his representative, to kind of find out exactly what's going on. I didn't know that he had been put in solitary, but I'm definitely going to find out so I can share it with the listening audience. Let's let's go to uh, 215 Erico. What's your name? Where you calling from? No, you got a you got a bad connection. You don't have to call back. Brother Ralph, you still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, caller had a terrible connection. I don't know. You got to call call us back. Uh, give us a call again at two two one five two five three seven two six three. That's two one five. Two five three seven two six three. Let's go to another caller. Two six seven area code. What's your name? Where you calling from? Brother Tim, the calling from South Philadelphia, sir. How are you, sir? Good, good. Elliot, I want to talk about this election. The election right here it doesn't have the excitement that a whole lot of people think. It's very slow moving. We, we have these two opponents, Hillary Clinton, and we have Donald Trump. Now, on, on the side of Hillary Clinton, the blacks don't trust her, correct? Uh, not only that, she hasn't stepped up to the plate to give an agenda, okay? Mm-hmm. The other thing is, is that it's not like the people who are Mexicans and they're not of America are enthusiastic in voting for her, okay? Um, the other thing, they're looking at, she's a woman. And a lot of people don't trust the Clintons. On Donald Trump's side, he wants to, doesn't want blacks in the country, doesn't want Mexicans in the country. Um, he wants this all white world in America. My question to you, as this progresses, and eventually we're going to have a winner, what are their goals? Will the country change? Will stay, stay the same? Will you compete and have rich hunts with Muslims and what? And what? And Mexicans out of the country and and you're supposed to be able to stop these terrorists here and abroad. It's a lot of turmoil, man. And I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about the turnout. What will the turnout be? Explain that to me. Talk to me about that. Well, listen, I don't know exactly what the turnout's going to be. I, I know that a lot of people are disillusioned with what's going on with this voting process and uh, the candidates themselves. In fact, I'm kind of glad that you brought that up. I want to share a uh, published report with uh, with you and uh, Brother Ralph and the listening audience. And, and listen carefully because, Ralph, we talked about this in uh, – I don't know whether it's you, Brother Timothy, but uh, we're getting a little interference in the background. So if you can get to a quieter place, that, m- that might not be you. 
Yeah, it's not me, sir. It's not good, me. Good. I'm in a quiet room all by myself. Ain't no problem. Um, Nothing wrong. You know, we talked about this, this Ralph, about uh, who would step forward, so to speak, or who would be put forward. Because, you know, in reflecting back, um, the Clinton administration had Vernon Jordan. He was a uh, the liaison, so to speak, in reference to black people and black issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clinton had, uh, not Clinton, uh, Obama had Sharpton. He was the one going back and forth, and there's a buffer from the community and uh, other folks in reference to the president. Uh, under the Republican administration, you had Condoleezza Rice. Uh, I guess you had Colin Powell till he quit. But you had other people, and we were wondering out loud, Ralph, if you remember, who was going to be the person chosen, so to speak, by these folks. You remember? Yep, I remember. Let me, let me read this published report, and listen carefully. Uh, uh, Timothy, because you asked a question, and I want the listening audience to pay close attention. Sure. It says, Clinton Marshall, and this is from a published report now. It just released about 10 hours ago. It says, Clinton Marshall's African-American surrogates against BDS to stop pro-Palestinian influence in the public narrative. Uh, BDS is a boycott, divest, and sanction against Israel. The election campaign serves a lot of purposes, and it's increasingly obvious that Israel supporters, of whom Hillary Clinton is dependent, are using her campaign to put the knife in the boycott, divest, and sanction movement. You will recall, uh, you will recall that uh, Cornel West said that the party, that the Democratic Party, was beholden to APAC. Right. The leading Israel lobbyist group, West was on, on to something. According to the Jewish exponent, reports are that APAC board members sees Clinton campaign as a vehicle to stifle BDS. Uh, meantime, a leading advocate for Hillary Clinton in the African-American community, former South Carolina legislator Bakari Sellers, has published a letter urging the, the Democratic Party to stick to its 2012 platform language on Israel and Palestine. No references to occupation or settlements. And Jerusalem is forever the capital of the Jewish state, etc. And to oppose BDS. The letter is reportedly co-signed by 60 black Democrats. And we're waiting for the list of names to be released. Excerpts from the letter uh, states as follows I believe that the Mideast planks of the previous platforms are carefully crafted and has served us well as a party and a country as Democrats we would be well served to stick closely with our previous platform language and to assure that any changes uh, no changes be made do nothing to undermine the principles that have given such strength and clarity to our previous platforms BDS, BDS, which is uh, Boycott, Divest, and Sanction, is anti-Semitic and has been on the rise and have taken a new form. The Boycott, Divest, Sanction... I'm going to your phone. I'll, call you. I'll, I'll be down I'm going to have to let you go if we're going to uh, have interference. The Boycott, okay. the Boycott, Divest movement 
is an effort to bypass direct negotiations between Israel and Palestine. Instead, they're using economic and political pressure to force unilateral action against Israel, and this must not be allowed to be done. Now, 60 black Democrats signed off on this letter. Let me read a little bit, because if you see images of Bazakari Sellers, he looks very young. I don't think he looks over 35 years old. But let me read something in reference to uh, this guy. All of a sudden, Hillary Clinton pulls on him to lobby black Democrats. In the letter, Sellers combined the typical pro-Israel talking points with a hawkish statement made by Clinton herself to insist that unwavering support of the state of Israel be clearly articulated in the 2016 Democratic platform. He also equates the Palestinian-led movement and pressure on Israel to respecting Palestinian rights is bigotry. Since the last platform was approved, anti-Semitism has been on the rise and have taken a new form. If Seller's assertion uh, looks like it's crafted by the Israel lobby, it's because it was. Seller serves as a national uh, Seller serves on the National Council of APAC, the most influential Israel lobbying group on Capitol Hill. Sellers was among the first wave of students from historically black colleges to be recruited by the Israel lobby as part of a broader strategy to counter growing support for Palestinian rights among young people of color. APAC recruited him in 2004 when he was elected student body president of Morehouse College the historically black institution in Atlanta, Georgia, from which Martin Luther King graduated. Sellers is a uh, symbolic catch for APAC. His father, Cleveland Sellers, was a leading member of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee in the 60s Civil Rights Group. And ironically, uh, the Israel lobby accused his father in 1967 of inciting anti-white and anti-Jewish sentiment. After being elected to uh, South Carolina legislator, Bakari Sellers credited APAC for his success. In the way I am able to communicate the exposure, the people I've met, uh, a lot of people I've met through APAC, the policy, the conference, have become a huge part of my fundraising base and my success. So you see this young guy, young black guy, who's got 60 signatures. Now, the signatures haven't yet been released of who these people are, these black people are. But we're going to find out exactly who they are, what's going on, but we see that it's surrogates already, and they're young people that's going to uh, uh, potentially do the will of APAC, this Israel lobbying group. So just keep in mind, keep that, that guy's name out there, Bakari Sellers, because we see here that he's doing his work already. That's some deep stuff there. Wow. Let, let me uh, let me j- just hold the line. Seven zero four. Code. What's your name? Where you calling from? Oh, this is Elliot, and uh, to all the callers, uh, this Scotty in North Carolina. How are you, uh, sir? All right. Just wanted to chime in on that BDS. That's a story I have been following and reporting on. Okay. And I have wrote an article, and I compared it to nineteen twenty. Jim Crow laws that you had in some of these states that made it illegal. Scotty, do me a favor. We got a bad connection. Can you call me back right back? Uh, sure, I can. Call me, call me right back. I'd like to get your your uh, 
your take on that, Scotty? Yeah, but uh, hopefully that kind of goes to address some of your question there, Brother Tim. Sure. And, uh, sure, because, because it, 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 you know, it's a dead election, man. There's no enthusiasm about it. Hillary is not trusted. Donald Trump is not to be trusted. People don't want to want to vote for a woman overall. Even when women say that. Now, I'll vote for any candidate that's good. It's because she's a woman that doesn't bother me. But we have the thing here with Donald Trump, who's blaming uh, the economy on America. He's saying that we've been going downhill for the last 10 to 12 years. So I'm saying, you know, where are we going? What are we going to do? Do they, are they, are, 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 are they going to take us out of this situation or is it going to stay the same? Well, I, uh, I know you don't expect these candidates to take black folks out of the situation they're in. You know, you know, because happen. they they don't want to address any black issues. So, yeah, uh, you know, that's not happen. You know, we got to deal with the situation with these guns, these folks getting illegal purchases. Uh, there's so much going on, Ellie, locally, state, and federal. Yeah, well. And what's going on at the top? We're going to hit the bottom. Things ain't right at the top. Well, we got to do what we have to do. And uh, yes. being a part of some type of movement out here to counter all of this type of foolishness is essential nowadays. I mean, we're involving one million conscious black voters and contributors. And uh, right. we, we push it all the time. We try to get the listening audience involved. Let, let's go back and hold the line. Let's go to 704 area code. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this Scotty again. Great, great. Is that better? Yes. All right. What I was saying is I have uh, been covering and reporting on the BDS movement. I wrote an article about a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember she gave that speech to APAC. She mentioned that in making it illegal, making the BDS e- illegal. Just think about boycott and divestment um, strategies that was used to uh, bring down the apartheid government of South Africa. Which Israel did support that apartheid government. They never participated in the BDS movement, okay, to uh, uh, bring down the racist government of South Africa. And so, um, I mean, in the 1920s, um, they had, and I'm getting a whole lot of feedback. You okay? I hear you loud and clear. Okay, but um, in the 1920s, I found a law in the state of Tennessee, and there was in some other uh, states as well that made it illegal to boycott a business. And that's what they arrested uh, Martin Luther King Jr. on and other civil rights, and and I hate to even use that word civil rights, but human rights activists and whatnot was when they were saying boycott these businesses, that's illegal. And I think those laws are still on the books, so they're just talking about federalized that. And it's really an attack on free speech because, I mean, you if they do that, then what's to stop them to uh, criminalize abolitionism? When we say boycott companies that uh, support private prisons or use private prison labor or use any kind of prison labor, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, that, I mean, this is what we're talking about. And it's just, it's, it's just absurd, man, that these black people... Um, I shouldn't say that. These African Americans uh, that are in Congress, and we need to stop referring to them as as the Congressional Black Caucus or Black uh, Congressmen. They, these are people who are just sold out to USA. They Democrats and Republicans. That's what they are. Okay, and and so they're gonna toe the line because they know, you know, 
uh, where they butter biscuits, you know, come from. And then look at Obama administration now. Don't leave Obama out of it. He support that too now. Well, his whole cabinet, his whole cabinet, um, not the entire cabinet, but most of the Jewish people in his cabinet have dual citizenship between the U.S. and, and Israel. That's the issue, you know, um, that is not being addressed, man. It's crazy. Neither party addresses that, Scotty. And have y'all seen anything on the news today? You know, there's this this uh is this Israeli dude. He a Jewish white boy from Canada, and he married to a black woman who is one of those Israelites that uh, live in that community in Israel. All right. And uh, he does a whole, David Sheen is his name. Well, he been tweeting out photos and stuff, man, because the Ethiopian black uh, Jews in Israel been having mass uh, protests against police terrorism up there. Man, they've been doing that for over a year. I know. But you, you know, you don't hear nothing about it. And yet, how much, how much money did Israel just get? Didn't they get a record of a uh, welfare check? What was it? How many hundreds of millions was it they just got? I'm not sure, to be honest. So, but yeah, man, that is evil, man. That is evil. All Hillary Clinton and Obama administration doing is talking about using the same tactics racist white supremacists use to target the freedom movements here in the United States. Look it up. Don't believe me. You know, uh, check out and see where Martin Luther the King Jr. was in prison, what they arrested him on when he was in the Alabama jail, man. They got him on anti-boycott laws. You know what I'm saying? You know... A, a, a lot of people have been talking about the, the treatment of Palestinians and uh, the occupation of a lot of the lands over there, the occupied, so-called occupied territories, but they're not talking about what's going on with black people over there in that land. And black people yeah. that the Israel government brought over there, uh, mm-hmm. the, 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 the detention camp that was built out there in the desert, basically a concentration camp. It's a lot of stuff. You, you watch the footage of some of that stuff going on with black people over there, you think you'd watch, be watching something from the, the uh, early 60s. Well, you watching a movement here in the United States, like all our, you know, Baltimore, Ferguson. Exactly. Those, they've been having those kind of uh, uh, mass movements of black people inside them. Israeli, uh, they blocking traffic now in Tel Aviv. I think that's their capital or their largest city. But they're blocking traffic, man, you know, over there now. Well, listen, I was thinking earlier today, right? I was thinking earlier today. Just think of the, I, I, how ironic it is that these people were fleeing Germany because Hitler wanted an Aryan nation, right? And so then they so-called, they get, you know, airlifted and however bust in, flown in, you know, on a train, on a boat, however they got there to create a quote-unquote Jewish nation, and listen, awful like that Aryan nation that y'all say they were, you know, their ancestors and founders were fleeing from. I mean, ain't that ironic, man? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Thing, People think the that they change. Like eugenics against them Ethiopians. This is, this is, um, you can look this up, man. They cut them black folks. Uh, birth weight in half, man, by giving them women, when they go to the doctor and stuff, giving them uh, birth control shots, man, and telling them it was for something else. Yeah, against their you will. Yes. It's a lot of things, atrocities going on. And I know that these so-called, 
this lead, this so-called leadership class of black people know exactly what's been going on over there. I know they do. And the Israeli government admitted it, man. And you didn't hear nothing from that one representative of USAE. Nothing. No payment. No payment for reparations. Look, man. That's a lot of people, man. You didn't cut. You didn't just kill a, a whole generation of Ethiopian black Jews right there by by doing that. It's crazy, man. But I, I'll let you go, man. I had to chime in on that on that BDS, man, because this march towards fascism, man, it's, it's like they like speed marching now. You know what I'm saying? They almost jogging now towards just all-out police state on the I mean, just global police uh, planet, really. And they got a young black guy that's in the forefront of this counter-movement because they know where a lot of the pushback going to come from. So they they grab a young black guy out there, recruited him from Morehouse, groomed him, and now he's out there. (laughs) Boy, I'm telling you. Scotty, man, thank you for your call. You're welcome. Let's go to 864 Erico. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, brother. Elliot, brother Ralph is Jim Klingman. (laughs) How are you, sir? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Just uh, listening to you, and there's so much to talk about. I didn't even know what topic to pick. (laughs) (laughs) What if the floor is yours? But uh, I just wanted to, first of all, share with the listeners that we had a a great turnout and a great uh, gathering in Jackson, Tennessee. Good. Last weekend with the One Million. I met some folks that I been uh, hearing from every month, uh, but uh, had never met them, so they were there, and it was just a great uh, fellowship that we had with everybody, so next time, you need to be there, everybody needs to be there, we miss you and Brother Reggie and Ralph. Well, I'm kind of so looking forward to uh, to Atlanta, Atlanta in a, yeah. another month yeah. or so. Yeah, yep, yep, we hope to uh, see everybody there. But, uh, you know, I, when you were talking, I was reminded, you and Ralph were talking. Of course, it's Bakari Sellers. I see him on CNN all the time. He's mm-hmm. the, the new fair-haired boy for the Democrats, as you have so aptly laid out. But this whole conversation about, you know, politics and what's going on and all that, it, it is just so, I don't know if you saw my last article yet, but uh, to me it's such a diversion from what we really should be doing, and it speaks to why we should be doing what we're doing, especially in the one million, because every problem that we talk about in this country, virtually every problem, can be solved through a vehicle of, of a critical mass of committed black people who are willing to leverage their dollars and leverage their votes. That's yeah. as simple as it gets. I agree. And when you, when you and Ralph were talking, I thought about a quote that Malcolm made, and I wrote a column about this way back in 2006. <clears throat> and the quote is, we have made advancement in this country only when this country was under pressure from forces above and beyond its control. And the title of my article was The Correct Psychological Moment. Now, if this isn't that correct psychological moment for black people 
to start looking inward and taking care of ourselves and building an infrastructure for ourselves to uh, deal with all these problems that we have, I don't know where that moment is because the country's attention now is focused on all the the things happening overseas, the Orlando thing and, and all this other stuff, which they really have no control over, like Malcolm said. And we can't control it. But there is something we can control, and that's our dollars and our votes. So my contention is that now is the correct psychological moment, even though we've had more in the past, for us to be looking at one another, coming together to coalesce around positive empowerment issues and take care of ourselves while most of the country is looking the other way. What do you think about that? <laughs> I totally agree. This is the, the, the exact time. Because it's, it's a, you could, if you look at what's going on around the country, especially among black youth, now I'm not talking about yeah. the, the, uh, the, the uh, popular groups that are starting to come to the fore now that have gotten money from other sources, but I'm talking right. about the, the young people that are involved in those groups. You can see that a lot of young people, and especially young blacks, are disillusioned with what's going on. I'm talking about serious disillusion. And and I, I uh, sincerely believe that's why they recruited this young man to try to sit out these or put out these fires. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, he's not even 35 years old. and The young people can identify with him, relate to him, but they don't know anything about his background that you just laid out. It's the same thing with this whole conversation about uh, Jesse Williams. Yes. Uh, I didn't even know who this cat was because I don't ever watch Grey's Anatomy or nothing. But when he spoke, and everybody was sending me emails about I went and watched the tape, and I said, man, this guy's making some excellent points. Then I heard uh, the other side of the story from other callers who knew about him, knew his background, and you know, he's uh, with the Black Lives Matter slash George Soros funding, you know, so there must be some kind of political uh, reason that he's saying what he said. <laughs> but my thing is what he said, the message, was more important than the messenger to me. Uh-huh. And uh, in my last article, I wrote about it. And my point was that he said what he said. He has to be accountable for what he said. Okay. But we allowed that whole uh, uh, theater to consume us yep. for at least a week, and maybe it'll go longer. And we got so mad at this white girl named Tommy or Tony or something when she came back and lambasted him for saying, and now he's under attack. They're saying, take his job. Boycott the show, advertisers don't don't spend any money, all this stuff. So that has virtually consumed our attention uh, uh, over the last week. So you know, and, go Professor ahead, Clay, yeah, Professor Clayman. I you know what I saw this coming, and then when somebody did post that, I just said, "Let the show begin," because yeah. number one, <laughs> you know, uh, num- number one. You had uh, State Farm and Coca-Cola and a few others that sponsored that BET Awards show. You know, uh-huh. that man was put there to say that. 
And when Elliot brought it up earlier about who's going to be this new face for the, you know, for the Democratic Party, my first instinct was Jesse Williams. Cause, I mean, cause so, you know, and our people continue and uh, to be so emotionally connected to whatever comes from that boob tube that, you yeah. know, that man has said nothing that me, you, or Elliot, or anybody else That's right. have been saying. <laughs> So That's you know, right for years, <laughs> for years. So you know, um, I, I, I just look at that and I, I just shake my head. But our people continue to be taken by these media, these media yeah. people. Yeah, so, yeah. And that's the thing. You made the right point. I mean, whatever somebody says in the media, it, it's like we just latch on to it. Like I said. He made some positive points. I mean, he was, like you said, he said what we've been saying for years. I can go back 20 years and find an article I wrote about this brands and being branded and everything. Uh, so it's nothing new. But uh, there is a reason. I said it's not what he said. It's why he said it. And you just hit on that, Ralph. Why did he do that? That's the issue. But even beyond that, I go back to Malcolm. While everybody's looking at that and the white girls on there talking about he's this and he's that, he's a racist and all this stuff, we need to be dealing with ourselves yes. and, and doing more for one another because his words were not new, and but we latch on to that kind of stuff. I was talking to my daughter, who's only 23. I was talking to her about it. I said, words are okay. But they mean nothing if we don't follow it up with action. So I'm looking to see what this next move is going to be, if if any. But we have to be more uh, um, insightful and look deeper than just what a person says. Everybody got riled up about Michael Eric Dyson the other day. He left people's speeches. Oh, he talked. I said, okay, now what? He gave a nice speech, and everybody knows that, that he's an excellent speaker. Mm -hmm. But so what if we don't do anything with it? So my, my, my point again is that now is the correct psychological moment for us to be working for and among and in support of one another to build an infrastructure that will be able to defend us on all fronts against the mess that we are in and, and everything we keep complaining about. Well, you're absolutely right, Professor Clinton. You're absolutely right. And uh, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of looking, for, well, I'm looking forward. Not kind of looking forward, I'm looking forward to next month in Atlanta because I'm kind of excited to see the reception of people. I, I know it's been a groundswell going on nationwide. I don't know the numbers. Uh, I, I see the people interacting on on our site, on our Facebook yeah. page, on our web page. I, I hear the uh, the excitement when I listen to a nationally syndicated show that we both know. Um, yeah. And then you yeah. know we we get a lot of responses from people. You're our uh, name a lot now. That's right. That's yes, right. I will. I, the time is right. People are the time is right. Every day I see I see new members every day coming in, and that's that's just so encouraging. Yeah, we just got we just got to get our people in the mindset to not only, like you said, not only lip service, but we got to support. Yeah. We got to support one another. We got That's to do right. it with dollars. We got to do it That's with sweat right. equity, because we, yep. in any movement, you need dollars. 
And that's where a lot of these other people capitalize on it because they know that some of our people might not come across with dollars. So here all of a sudden they have dollars and then they steer, they, they're able to commandeer any movement because they infuse dollars into it. That's right. And you, you just say the key word, I'll get off after this. You said any movement needs dollars. My, the title of that article that I wrote about Williams, the title I gave it is One Shining Moment. He had one moment up there for two minutes to say what he said, and we got so excited about it. And I asked the question, will that moment fade away, or will it turn into something that we can really use to empower ourselves? And I think the last sentence of the article said, remember, a moment does not make a movement, but a moment can start a movement. Uh-huh. So don't get hung up on the on the moment. Let's get involved in a movement. And as far as I'm concerned, the movement is the one million conscious black contributors and voters. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Elliot. Thanks, Ralph. Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon. Let's go to 646 area code. What's your name? Where you calling from? Okay, Brother Jay. Hey, brother. How you doing? Hey, hey brother, quick question. Let me ask you. Why is it you only do one live show a week? Say that again? Why is it you only do one live show a week? Well, you know what? Well, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been asking them the same thing, Jay. Well, we, listen, we, we, uh, we intend to kind of kind of branch out. You know, we, it's some things that are working now, Jake. It, put it that way. It's some things that are working right now. Okay, because, cause, you know, there's, I, there's nothing on, man, usually um, on 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 this um, internet or radio in any of these cities that, man, do what you do, you and your brothers do. Okay, um, what I'm really calling about is two things. We're getting a little echo, Jake. Go ahead. Go ahead. We'll, we'll fight through it. We're getting a little echo. Okay, number number one with this Jesse Jesse Williams thing, we gotta first find out where he getting his money from. <laughs> and from what I've been seeing is he's getting some of his money from the Soros and some of these other um, individuals who don't have no real interest of black people. Um, in regards to the statement that he made. That ain't no biggie. We done all heard that before in the conscious community. So it's just a matter on how it's going to marinate with the Neanderthal. And as you can see, the Neanderthal coming after him. Now, I remember when one of his own cast members got in trouble That's what for I was, making a comment about a gay mafia member. That's what I was going to ask you. I, uh, I was going to ask Ralph that. Was that the same show where the brother got thrown off when he made the... Uh... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah Washington yeah. used, used the F word on a gay mafia member. Okay. So they got rid of him. But, um, you know, the good thing about that brother is... He's a real African, so he's been able to survive. He's doing things over in um, Africa and everything. That's he's doing his state. Yeah. So, so they wasn't able to break him like they may be able to break Jesse. And if they do break him, who cares? He's a mulatto. So as a mulatto, I don't pay him no mind anyway, to be honest with you. Now, 
The second thing is this most dangerous Negro that you were talking about, Bakari Sellers. He's a dangerous Negro boy in the same lives of Pearl Daddy Sharpton. Oh, they, but he's the new version of Pearl Daddy. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I've seen him with his act on CNN. I mean, talking about Hillary Clinton supported Barack Obama. But what he never told the truth about was that the only reason Hillary Clinton supported Obama was that he gave her the job as Secretary of State and paid off her debt. You understand? Once he agreed to those terms, then she backed Obama. But see, Negro peas like that will never tell the truth. They'll give you a half truth. And most of our people, unfortunately, don't read between the lines and really don't know anything. Because if they did, they would never support Hillary Clinton in the first place. You see what I'm saying? So we're constantly in the matrix of loving the Neanderthal daddy, just like we love the Sky Daddy. See, if we could get rid of loving the Sky Daddy and the Neanderthal, we may have a chance to survive on the planet within the next 50 years. Because like my brother, Brother X, Brother James from Chicago calls in, and hopefully he'll call in today with his thing, about we about to be extinct, exterminated, and all of that. There's some degree of truth to it. It's just a matter of, are we going to do anything to stop it from happening? There you, you go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, are we going to do anything to make it not happen? That's the only thing I'm concerned about because it's coming. Because you got to remember, they need to decrease the population on this planet. And who's going to be the first casualty but African people? Because they got to get rid of the African because the African really controls all of the mineral wealth on the planet. planet yeah. And the only thing is, the reason why they're able to keep control of it is because the Africans over there love the sky daddy and the white man just as much as these fools over here do. So if they could ever get their love for African people and not the sky daddy, maybe we could be all right. But we ain't got to that type of maturity yet. But, uh, you know, that's, that's just the reality, man. I mean, you know, you got that master pimp, Eric Michael Dyson. He's got a position because... Perm Daddy is out. I think Perm Daddy has used his usefulness. <laughs> well, we can see that. Uh, unless it becomes a major crisis. And see, when it becomes, let me tell you what they're going to do. When it becomes major crises in the, in the community, if Clinton gets in the office, or even Trump gets in the office, more or less, if Trump gets in the office, he'll call on Sharpton because Sharpton has a relationship. With them that most people don't understand and know. If Clinton gets in the office, she'll call on Negroes like um, Slick Talking Dyson, Sellers, but Sellers ain't really got no Jews. But her main ally will be Obama, the Magic Negro. You see, we forget that we don't even talk or call him the Magic Negro no more, but he's really the Magic Negro if you look at it. Because 
everything he's done to black people is magical here in around the world because only a fool could forgive this guy in the manner that we forgive him in regards to the harm that he's done to us. His harm will affect us years and years ahead because remember, we tied into what just happened with the Brexit over in Europe. It's really about the TPP. But the thing is, people are not putting the dots together because the media and the power in America wants the TPP to go through. Well, let's that's really what that's all about. Jay, we're going we're gonna to take a brief break, and when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation. I want you to listen during the break. Okay, because, uh, I'm going to play a segment that's going to deal with what you were just talking about. All right, okay. <laughs> Peace. You know, we, we're going to take a brief break, guys, and when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation. Open forum. Uh, give us a call, 215-253-7263. That's 215-253-7263. Uh, we, we, we got a call or two holding on. Uh, get them to hold on until after the break, and uh, we'll come back and continue the conversation. Time for awakening. We're in open forum. We'll be right back. tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American owned and operated insurance agency and business for over 20 years, located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowners insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services, representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies, offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21. 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. What is in one million brothers and sisters who are tired of the same old rhetoric, the same old leaders, the same old ways of dealing with political and economic empowerment? If you realize that nobody's going to save black people but us, 
if you understand that no existing political party prioritizes the best interests of African Americans as a collective. If you believe that leadership is as leadership does, and this means that the best leaders for the black collective must come from the ranks of those who place and hold the best interests of black people foremost and uttermost. If you understand that black people must develop a mindset and the will to finance their own racial uplift organizational efforts, then get involved with one million conscious black voters and contributors. The movement is now. Go to www.iamoneofthemillion.com. That's www.iamoneofthemillion.com. We can be sure that the British exit from the European Union represents a profound crisis for the global capitalist order. We know this because the lords of capital and their political minions and media all over the world are in panic over Brexit. The capitalist order is built on five centuries of European plunder, enslavement, and extermination of the rest of humanity. Blood oozes from every edifice of the European Union, and yet the victims and the descendants of the victims of this horrific and ongoing capitalist carnage often behave as if they have some kind of stake in keeping the old order intact. Like Malcolm X's house Negroes, their first instinct when they see the master's house on fire is to put the fire out. If the master gets sick, they start sneezing. And when the referendum went against Britain staying in the European Union, house Negroes of all colors on both sides of the Atlantic acted like their own worlds were coming to an end. On Comedy Central's Daily Show this week, host Trevor Noah interviewed Cynthia Aviro, who plays Seeley in the Broadway production of The Color Purple. Noah lampooned those Brits that voted to leave the EU as a bunch of Donald Trumps with Cockney accents. He said nothing about the EU's pro-corporate, pro-banker austerity policies, maybe because there's nothing funny about those policies, or maybe because he works for a rich corporation. Noah drew Ms. Iviro into the Brexit discussion. She was born in London to parents who emigrated from Nigeria. She explained her opposition to Brexit, saying, If my mom didn't get to the UK, I probably wouldn't be here right now on that stage on Broadway. Cynthia Irivo is grateful that her West African parents were allowed into Britain so that she could be born in London and pursue a successful career. Her parents were permitted to settle in Britain because Nigeria was a British colony and later became part of the British Commonwealth. It actually had nothing to do with the European Union. By Cynthia Iviro's logic, it was a good thing that Britain invaded, plundered, enslaved, and stole her parents' homeland. By colonizing Nigeria, the Brits saved her from being born an African. The millions who died in the British conquest of Nigeria and in the Middle Passage to the Americas or on the plantations of Virginia or Jamaica or in forced labor to the British in Nigeria or who die today in the oil-soaked wasteland of the Niger River Delta, all of these past and present suffering and human degradation is balanced out 
by the fact that a daughter of Nigeria gets to star in a Broadway show. This super-exploitation of Africa made Britain and France and Spain and Belgium and the Netherlands and other members of today's European Union rich. But Cynthia Erivo and Trevor Noah, the South African, come to the defense of the European Union. They like the house that slavery and genocide built and where global capitalism now rules. They fear anything that might create disorder in the house of Europe, just as their counterparts in black America fear anything that might disturb the tranquility of the U.S. ruling class and its institutions. The House Negroes are truly international, always ready to put out fires in their master's many houses all around the globe. For Black Agenda Radio, I'm Glenn Ford. On the web, go to blackagendareport.com. We can be sure that the British... Welcome back to Time for an Awakening. And uh, (laughs) we're in open forum this evening. Glenn Ford always hits home and hits hard with his commentaries. We're in open forum this evening. Anything on your mind, give us a call. Let's talk about it. You can be part of the conversation at 215-253-7263. That's 215-253-7263. Hey, Eric. Uh-huh. Yeah, before you even go to the callers, there's a lot, it's a huge echo there, too. Yeah, I think, uh, to two one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's I think it's cool now. Let's go to eight hundred three area code. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Kit from South Carolina. Brother <laughs> Kit, how are you, sir? Afternoon to you, gentlemen. <laughs> A great show tonight. And since you mentioned uh, Sellers from South Carolina, I could not resist calling in. Oh, wait a minute. He's from. What is he? Your neighbor, brother Kit, or what's going on? Well, you know, he, he ran for lieutenant governor, but he wasn't very successful at that. Okay. But uh, his father, of course, was one of the persons who was almost killed during the Orangeburg Massacre in 1968. And uh, they say that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Mm. But sometimes it does. <laughs> but um, to, to, to make a couple of quick comments on other things, and I'm going to make my comments very brief. The first thing I'd like to do is suggest a book for your readers. And the title of this book is The Head Negro in Charge Syndrome. You know I have that book, Brother Kit, because you uh, suggested that book to me about four years ago. Yes, I did. It's a great (laughs) book. (laughs) Who's, Who's the author, Brother Kit? So uh, uh, the the author is Norman uh, Kelly. It's a great book. Listeners, please get this book. The only thing it can do is inform you. Uh, I heard some comments about Ethiopia. Well, you know, one of the things that happened with Ethiopia, when Harry Selassie was alive and the Italians decided they wanted to invade Ethiopia, um, there are pictures of the Ethiopians trying to bring down warplanes with spears. There's also a picture of the Pope blessing the Italian warplanes before they struck 
Ethiopia. We really need to get our act together, and we really need to know about the situation that we're in. It's nothing new to our situation. It is a, a continuous situation, okay. and we're always coming up on the short end of the of the uh, string. Uh, the other thing I want to make a quick comment on is. Uh, we talked about the Israeli lobby. There's another book that I would suggest to your readers. The title is The, is the Israeli Lobby and U.S. Foreign Policy. And this book goes into detail how the Israeli lobby dictates the foreign policy <laughs> of this country. And it is not for our benefit. <laughs> and they have control not only of those folks who are in the CBC, they have control over a lot of other folks also. Well, it's a very powerful lobby. Brother Kit, as always, thank you for your contribution. And Brother Kit, I want to say this to you. You forgot the end of the, the there's more to the title of that book. The Head Negro in Charge Syndrome, The Dead Ben of Black Politics. Yes. There it is. There it is. <laughs> a controversial critique of black <laughs> politics and intellectual leadership in America. It's in the toilet. (laughs) Gentlemen, thank you very much. Have a pleasant evening. Brother Kit, thank you for your call. Let's go to 215 Eric Code. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, Brother Ellen. How you doing, my brother? How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. Hey, Brother Ralph. I think you got to, do you have a radio on in the background or anything? No, I sure don't. I don't have nothing in the background, Ellen. Okay. Mm. Go ahead. Well, but anyway, uh, I was just going to say that, uh, yeah, it's, I'm hard falling. We have some heavy hitters in that, Brother Kip, Brother Klingman, Brother Jay. I mean, man, I mean, he's the of all these people, man. This is, it's tough, man. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, Brother Ellie, before I talk about my subject matter, Ellie, we were talking earlier about the, 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 the football player that got his fingers blew off with the firecrackers. Okay. Now, now they got him doing public service announcements now. Those, Warned against the dangers of, of, of messing with fireworks. I said, it's a shame he had to learn that lesson the hard way himself, you know? Hey, Joe, are they uh, doing his public service announcements? Is he showing them where they can buy their American flags that hang in front of their houses also? Probably so. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me, Brother Ralph. It would not surprise me, man. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, you know, when you talked about uh, that black caucus, they're, so, they're a disgrace and stuff, man, because like I said, when you look at all them Negroes in that caucus, none of them Negroes stand up. Like you said, you got, you got Reverend Pickney languishing in prison in Michigan, and, 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 and none, you know, none of them sorry Negroes in the black caucus, even the ones that represent Michigan. John Kyan, he opened up his, as far as I know, he hasn't opened up his damn mouth yet about about the brother. And yet, and yet, and yet you got the president and his attorney general, Miss Lynch, with one stroke of the pen, they could free the brother just like that. And they will go and do it. Remember, it's the same Justice Department that could not, under Eric Holder or under Loretta Lynch, find themselves to bring charge against the devil that shot and gunned down Michael Brown in such a violent, horrific manner. They could not bring charge against this cracker. But yet, but yet they can, but when they come to this 
gay, transgender, everything. Shopping out there, waving flags and stuff in the gay pride parade. Obama, you can say something about the gay lads. He, he's all, he's, he, he's up on you and stuff like that. But neither one of them can, can, can offer a hand of assistance to Reverend Pickney, who's a true warrior out there fighting for our people. So just go to show you where them Negroes' heads is at. And like the brother said, all them Negroes want to do, they don't, they're going to toe the line because they, 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 they want to carry favor with white folks and stuff like that. So they, 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 they're not going to stand up for their people. And that's why as long as black folks throughout this country keep voting for them same Negroes and put them in, in, in Congress or in the Senate, we're going to get just what we get. I don't care what state they come from, Pennsylvania, Michigan, New York. As long as we keep voting for them sorry Negroes, Republican or Democrat, we're going to continue to get what we get. It, the, the days of Sister McKinney and Earl Harriet, them days is over. I, I, it's only about one, it's only maybe two of them Negroes that's in there now that I even even look at kind of with respect or that, that might be Barbara Lee to a certain degree and the brother from Texas, Al Green because you know, uh, Maxine Waters, they've been took her file, I'm not even going to mention Miss, 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 Miss uh, Waters because they took Maxine's file away years ago when her husband got involved with that so-called banking scandal they pretty much uh, put her and her husband at the raps anyway, they know she, she, she don't say nothing or nothing no more, nothing, they pretty much got her in the raps, you know, and, and I'm not going to mention that side nigga from New York, Charlie Rangel, he not even worth discussing you know, so we see clearly what we up against in this country, brother Ralph and, and Ellen. We got these big roads that allegedly, and I use the word allegedly, because we represent our interests. But you see where they where, where they coming from, and then you go down to Baltimore. You got that side Negro, Barry Williams, a judge who was elected by black people, and this nigga did every can can to kick black folk their ass. Every 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 time those cops come before him, he he acquit him. You know what I mean? But see again, black people in Baltimore. And I know we got one million from Jim. But one million conscious contributors and voters in Baltimore, they got to put Barry Williams on blast. When that side Negro come up for re-election again, as I asked you to ostracize from the black community, we got to stop playing with our traders. See, we, we keep on placating our traders. When the Negroes do our people in, they got to be, got to be consequences for their actions. As simple as that, it got to be consequences. You know, Joe, I, I heard a lady say on a syndicated show the other day, we really need to bring back the Negro wall. Um, Hall of Shame. We really need. I to, agree. We really need to do it because we have too many proudly going to get. I mean, just stepping on us. And, and they do it proudly, Ralph. You're right. They do it they proudly. Do it proudly. And, mm -hmm. and look at look at City Hall. Look right there in Philadelphia. Look at City Hall. I mean, look at that uh, DA. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, yo, they, please. Oh, that disgraceful, sorry, Negro. So, please. You know, look. So that's what I'm talking about, man. They need to bring back that wall of shame to let people know: do not be like this. I mean, exactly. Stacy Dash is so. Oh God, she is she pitiful? What brother? Right? She pitiful? We, what? We have, we have too many missed, and I just shut them off. Don't even pay attention to what they're doing. I just like I, like I told Brother Clinton earlier. Let the show. Begin because that's you ain't never lied, brother Ralph. You ain't never lied. And a show, and they're nothing but buffers, and they are the main ones. Them, we can't even get to the real enemy because that's right. them. So you know, right. I mean, that, that, that it is, man. You know what I mean? You know, you know, I, I close, hey, hey, brother Ralph. Let, let me let me say this before. Hold on a second, John. Let me let me go, go, go this out. Uh, you mentioned about the. Uh, the Democrats and the Republicans dealing with uh, uh, with this issue that we were talking about when you uh, alluded to Sharpton and all. And let me let mm -hmm. me uh, throw this in there. 
because mm-hmm. Ralph talks about it all the time. And and Brother Reg, uh, you, you know, we we get into it when we talk about this the uh, the money that's uh, that's thrown around to these African American politicians. You know, you talk about sellers. Now it says that the names of these people that signed on this letter, these black officials, because it's not only so-called caucus members, but it's other leading so-called leading blacks that signed this letter. But the signatures are not released as of yet. Now, let me read this about APAC dealing with a published report here. It says, uh, Democrats received 6.5, now this is from 2015, I don't know what's going on now. Democrats received 6.5 million from pro-Israel interests, while Republicans saw just over 5 million. Now, you know, our people get into all this stuff about order against the president, this and that and the other, but it seems as though on certain issues, it's bipartisan support across the board. Oh, no question. Democrats no received question. $6.5 million from pro-Israel interests, while Republicans saw just over $5 million. That works out to 56% of the cash coming from pro-Israel groups going to Democrats and 44% going to Republicans. The spread isn't... Wait a minute, Joe. The spread isn't... Oh, right, right. Democrats regularly receive over 60% of cash from pro-Israel groups. The only mm-hmm. cycle going, this cycle goes back to 1990 that thrust Democrats receiving less than 50% of these contributions. And in 2006, when they pulled in just 48% of the money, but Republicans got even less at just 40%. The numbers are somewhat deceiving since APAC doesn't make campaign contributions. Donations from pro Israel interests are led, in fact, by J Street PAC a much more moderate organization that tends to favor liberals. In 2014, cycled the group's PAC and individual association with J Street contributed almost uh, $1.8 million to the vast majority going to Democrats. Now, according to uh, the information on the pro-Israel lobby about money they've given to uh, elected officials. Let me just read a few. The one who sure, gets, be my guest. The one who gets the most money. You got one guy ahead of him. So th- this man is at the top of the order. Mitch McConnell is ahead of this guy. Mitch McConnell <laughs> gets almost five hundred thousand dollars from pro-Israel groups, but it's mm-hmm. a it's a guy breathing down his neck that's coming in close second. And I'll give you a guess, Ralph, who it is. Was he uh, waving the rainbow flag? No, no. This, this is a lawmaker. Lawmaker. Uh, Joe, I'll give you a guess. And what state did he come from? Well, if I give you the state, you'll know. Oh, you got to come up to Barack Obama, are you? No, no. He's president. I'll tell oh, you. Cory Booker. Yes, you're exactly uh, right. Cory Booker is second oh, behind yeah, Mitch. Booker. Yeah, I don't know why they that Negro. Yeah, Cory Booker is second course, behind Mitch McConnell with almost $400,000 given to him by pro-Israel lobbies. But then there's mm-hmm. others on the list, including Charlie Rangel, including uh, uh, Gwen Moore, he's out of Wisconsin, uh, Elijah Cummings, uh, uh, Hakeem Jeffries, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Leonard Jeffries, uh, uh, what is that, his son, grandson? Mm-hmm. Uh, Emmanuel Cleaver. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of people on there. John Conyers. There's a bunch of people mm-hmm. on there. Barbara Lee. There's a bunch of people on this list that have taken money that get oh, money yeah. from pro-Israel lobbies. So oh, don't sure. be surprised if any of those names appear on that list. These it, it, people are supposed to be fighting for black interests. 
See, that's exactly. the thing about it. With, with, with wall of shame or whatever, these people got to be called out. And sometimes sometimes more serious things need to be. I'm not advocating nothing no violence against nobody. But sometimes more serious because the stuff they do affects people's lives. Sure, sure. See, but see, but I See, you I, can't be lobbying about, for other people's interests when you're supposed to be representing. But these people get, exactly. get get voted out of black districts to represent That's black right. people. What the hell are you doing signing some letter about you a pro-Israel, whatever they do? And it's evident it's whatever they do. If he, if he, but this is why Brother Ralph was so accurate. He said, "Let the show begin," because these niggas are a joke, man. They, they, but they're a dangerous joke because they destroying the interests of our people. They just, just destroying. The future of our children, because you, me, and brother uh, Ralph, we know our mortality. We're gonna be, we're gonna live hopefully for several more years, but we know at some point we're gonna make transition. But our children got to have a world they can live in. Them niggas are destroying our children and, and, and stuff. Future with, this, with the foolishness that they do, like you said, brother Ellie, you supporting some damn pro-Israel lobby and stuff when your own people are here catching hell every day. And see, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna speak on this real quick, Ellie. See, it's too far with them niggas. See, some of them stupid niggas, and, and I want to get out of any well on this. See, they support Israel because they ignorant. They, they like the honorable like they like knowledge itself. They think them garden variety devils over there is, 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 is the true Israelites. They don't realize they're, they're not about garden variety Europeans. That's like Mr. Furka, you they're stealing somebody else's garment. So they think that them devils over there, some chosen people of God. That's why some of them misguided niggas support them. Then you got the other half. Who, who know better, but they such cowards that they support them, even though they know they're not a, but a bunch of uh, bigots and, 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 far, and devils and, and, and murderers. They support them because they're too cowardly to stand up. They know the truth, but they're too damn cowardly to act on the truth. So you, so, so you got two sets of black people you're dealing with and stuff. You got the ignoramuses that don't know no better, then you got the ones that know better, but they're too damn cowardly to do anything about it. And, and, and so our people suffer because of it and stuff, you know? So you're right, Brother Ellie, and, like, and Brother Ralph, some wall of shame, whatever drastic measures need to be taken, they got to be exposed. And right here in Philadelphia, Brother Ralph mentioned City Hall a few minutes ago. I'm going to close with these last couple comments. Two years ago, when they had the uprising over there with the Palestinians and Israelis, when, 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 when the Palestinians, they ain't the Palestinians, they rise up, even though they're up against insurmountable military might, they just get tired of being in fact, some of them just rather die than keep being mistreated like that. When they rose up against them bastards over there in Israel, who was out there at City Hall at that Love Park supporting Israel? Janie Blackwell, and I know what I'm talking about because it was on the news, Janie Blackwell, Dale Clark, and half of the blacks in city council at that time was out there giving their wholehearted support for Israel. And I'm saying to myself, if that ain't a slap in the face to black people, say, hey, Janie, right here in Philadelphia, your district, West Philadelphia, black men are being shot down by the police, beat up, don't all mistreat black people being genocide out their home. You you over some damn Israel, because we support Israel with all our heart and soul. I said, that's the insult. I said, what about fighting for your people, Janie Dow Clark? We're fighting to put the people that put you in office. Fight for their, for their well-being. But see, that's the kind of insult and disdain that they got for our people. And like you said, Brother uh, we've got to start calling these Negroes out because they're disgraced. And, and the last two things real quick, Brother Ralph on City Hall, 
See, this is how they pay our people. And I told you this before, brother Elliot. When you when you look at when you look at that thing with the stadium, right? With the, with the controversy going on about Pepper Brown the football stadium down there. Dale Clark, Janie, all them niggas on city council, and even these black preachers that have jumped up to the plate, the black clergy. It's all a sham and a charade. That stadium is going to be built. Pepper got deep pockets. They done paid the niggas off, but they got to they got to put this public facade out there that they're fighting for the people. When all is said and done, they done gave the white folks. They took the permission that stadium is going to be built sometime next year or whatever like that, but it's going to be built. And, and all the niggas from the black clergy and the black politics city council or whatever they done got their old state city legislators they done got paid their payoff but they got to make it look good for the public they don't even allow, they don't even allow the black community to have hounds down there the voice they just set but when all is said and done then that state will be built down in temple over, over the objections of black people in the community I mean it's all the way they pay out people for chumps man they pay us for Cambodia but yet we keep on voting for these same sorry Negroes whether it's on the city level the state or federal level and as long as we keep voting for them kind of people we gonna get what we they, what Einstein said, the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect different results. And it's as simple as that's not rocket science here, man. It's as simple as simple, uh, just common sense. That's all. But I know common sense not always common with some of our people. You know? <laughs> Joe, <laughs> thank you for your contribution, man. You're welcome, brother Elliot. Hey, brother Rob, we're going to take a brief break. When we come back, I'm going to... Uh, Talk about this article written by one of your friends. It was okay. in the, it was in Philly dot com, and I want to share it with our listeners, especially the listeners that's from the Philadelphia area. We uh, we'll be right back at the brief word. Time for awakening. We're going to inform this evening. Give us a call two one five two five three seven two six three. If you want to join the conversation, that's two one five two five three seven two. Six three. We'll be right back. tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American owned and operated insurance agency in business for over 20 years. Located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowners insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services. Representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies. Offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 215- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before you-
before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. What is in one million brothers and sisters who are tired of the same old rhetoric, the same old leaders, the same old ways of dealing with political and economic empowerment? If you realize that nobody's going to save black people but us, if you understand that no existing political party prioritizes the best interests of African Americans as a collective, if you believe that leadership is as leadership does, and this means that the best leaders for the black collective must come from the ranks of those who place and hold the best interests of black people foremost and uttermost, if you understand that black people must develop the mindset and the will to finance their own racial uplift organizational efforts, then get involved with one million conscious black voters and contributors. The movement is now. Go to www.iamoneofthemillion.com. That's www.iamoneofthemillion.com. Say it, this ain't it. 
evening a lot of interesting callers on the program and there's a spot still for you in the 20 minutes we have remaining in the program again give us a call at 215-253-7263 if you missed any portion of the program or any portion of past programs you can always go to timeforanawakening.com that's timeforanawakening.com put that in your address bar that'll take you right to time for awakening media there you'll see uh podcasts, blogs, uh, podcasts of past programs that you can uh, download, <clears throat> share with your friends, or listen to at a later time. That's timeforawakening.com. Just put that in your address bar. Make that one of your favorites. Brother Ralph? Hey, Elliot, I was just listening to Marvin Gaye and make me want to holler, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, you know what? That's funny because we were both in junior high school back then. <laughs> And it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same. I know. I know. <laughs> oh my god! And you know, you know, it's kind of funny. Everything that he mentions up until the trigger happy policeman is the same thing. Same thing. Wow. And, and you know, uh, uh, you know, I was listening to, uh, you know, uh, what Jay was saying about like, yeah, the extermination is coming, but. We gotta do things against it. Exactly. And, and the thing about it, we know. And Joe brought the fact that we can't, cannot continue to do the same things and expect the results to be different. So, should we get our picket signs and walk around saying "No justice, no peace"? I mean, has this been working for us? No, I'm just asking a simple question. No, well, no, it hasn't. Or should we join uh, our Congressional Black Caucus on the floor and sing We Shall Overcome? Now, you know, you, you so, know the answer to that. I, I'm just telling you the mental illness that I'm looking at, and it's so frustrating when I look at it. The, 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 you know, it, it, you know, so... Listen, uh, but, but Ralph, listen here. Now, we, we've talked about this before. You know that dealing with the people that we're among, people of European descent, that you have to take extreme measures with them. You know that. Yep. Oh, exactly. they, they took extreme measures when they called themselves being oppressed by Britain. And Britain didn't have them as slavery. They were just taking their money. And they considered that the ultimate oppression, which leads to their 4th of July. So we know that they know exactly what oppression is and what it feels like. Or, or else, so, go ahead. Yeah, better yet, taxation, presentation. 
Me and you, we pay taxes. You're going to tell me uh, Louise William Bishop, uh, Mayor Kenny, um, Barack Obama, these people represent us? No, they do not. So the man that showed us his history books or how he dealt with situations like that, we got to start like really looking at what this man has shown us and how he has dealt with situations like what we're going through right now. Because, you know, like, like Malcolm said, and Malcolm said this in the 60s, it's time to stop singing and start swinging. And if we don't have any action, if we don't do anything, that's why one thing I, I love about Professor Clayman and Brother Amafika, they're trying to get the numbers up so we can make a difference, so we can go a different route, so it can lead into action. But this stuff that I'm looking at, man, with leaders of black organizations, the, the, now how would you feel if the leader of your organization that you are in was in that march in New York City waving a rainbow flag with your organization on the front of his shirt? And smiling. And sm- oh, like, like, like he was in the motherland. <laughs> like he was in the motherland, like he finally got to the motherland and, and kissed it. You know, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that I look at and say, if our people continue to go for this foolishness, there's no hope for us. Let, let me grab this call. 785, Eric Cole, what's your name? Where you calling from? Uh, hi, this is Renee. I'm calling from Kansas. How are you, Renee? I'm fine, thanks. How are you all? Good. That's good. You know, I've been listening to, you know, a lot of comments that people been saying. Um, and, you know, the biggest force that drives black people, usually all over the, the, the world, particularly, I think, in this country, is fear. That's why we have black people that are marching and in, in the streets, doing nothing, praying. Um, I mean, it, it seems like that's, that's the biggest, that is the, the biggest... Um, the biggest thing that black people have is fear. I mean, I I, I don't know any you other are way right. to put it. You are right. Yeah, and I it, think those black people like uh, like Nat Turner and Malcolm, and I think those black people they just they just decided that, that they wasn't gonna they wasn't gonna fear anymore because it was either fear or death. You know, so. What can we tell our black people? I mean, because this fear is an overwhelming um, concept for, for for us. Well, listen, I agree with what you're saying, Renee. Uh, but, you know, that's why we need an historical perspective whenever we're dealing with the ills of our people, especially since we've been over here on these shores. Because they, they have, Europeans created a buffer for them when they uh, decided to cultivate certain among among us to be quote unquote ministers and I'm talking about early on because that was a buffer between black folks and them it kept black folks calm it kept black folks looking to to get their glory after they leave earth Uh, you know the, the hell that they're catching here you know don't worry about it you'll get your reward on the great by and by if you're being abused, just turn your other cheek. 
you know, so those things really kept our people docile for a long time. And I'm not trying yeah. to slight anybody's belief. That's a fact. And it's still here mm-hmm. because if you notice, when anyth- whenever anything ever happens in any of these cities, the first thing that they do is go get the, cler- the black clergy in any of these cities to come out there and tell the people, stop it and be calm. So they have to. They have to do. I mean, it's it's almost like you're in 1865 instead of well, uh, 2016. Nat Turner was a, a Nat Turner. He was a, a a preacher too. Certainly he was, and so was uh, Denmark Vesey. Yes, if we could have more preachers like them, we we could accomplish a lot. I I, no. I agree with you. I agree. Okay. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Renee, for your call. Sure. Bye. Like we uh we lost brother Rap, I guess he'll call back. I just want to uh, share with the listening audience, especially from the Philadelphia area. I want to read from a uh, a published report, if I can get it here among a lot of these other papers, uh, from a uh, a friend of Ralph's. He's a journalist, <laughs> friend of Ralph, and a friend of brother Joe's. He wrote. A column in Philly.com, and I just want to share some of the column and talk about it from a perspective that we've been talking about it this evening. The, the column is written uh, by Solomon Jones in Philly.com, and it's entitled, People of All Races Deserve City Funding Construction Jobs. Uh, in the fiscal year 2015, nearly 70% of Philly, Philadelphia City Funding Construction Projects with budgets over $250,000 did not reach the city's minority workforce participation goals, and 44% had no minority workforce at all. Those are the findings of the Economic Opportunity Plan Employment Competition analysis by the uh, eConsult Solutions and Milligan and Companies, LLC. The report which examined minority and female inclusion on over 360 city-funded construction projects found more than 160 of the construction projects included no women or people or black people on the workforce. The, the, uh, the OAO, excuse me, did not respond for comment. Mayor Kenny, spokeswoman, Lauren uh, Hitt, said the administration is not responsible for the fiscal year 2015, but committed to improving diversity in city-funded projects. In 2015, executive order by Mayor Nutter, under which Kenny is now operating, the government agency, are instructed to negotiate project labor agreements on city-funding construction projects with the appropriate labor organizations representing for the purpose of collective bargaining, journeymen and one or more crafts or trades with federal or state certified approved apprenticeships and training programs, which means you can only use unionized labor. But mandating union labor tends to leave our skilled minority workers, such as electricians, carpenters, heavy equipment operators, uh, out in the cold. 
the report found that while 41% of skilled minority workers were available on city-funded projects in 2015, only 22% were utilized. I asked the study author Lee Hong of eConsult uh, why this was the case. He said, the skilled work is unionized work, Hung told me. You have people who have the skills to do the work, but they are not able to obtain the jobs because they are in unions. But while the membership of the 30 unions that compromise the skilled trades has uh, has consistently excluded women and black people, it has been a problem. It has not been a problem for white men. The fact is that... uh, of the work looked at and performed skilled works on city-funded projects in uh, fiscal year 2015, they found that 73% were white males. So you got a city that's the fifth or sixth largest city in this country with over 44 45% black population that can't get black workers on any of these city contracts. you got 360 uh, city contracts going, 160 jobs, with over $250,000 a year generated and no black workers on these sites. That goes to what you were talking about, Ralph. These people being a disgrace. Now, what we can do, because, you know, when this, the gentleman that wrote this article, I heard him when he was on the radio talking about it. Uh-huh. And he talked about uh, uh, writing, your con- uh, writing your council person. You know what? Now, this Mayor Kenny, he... he I kind of held up his hands. Well, it wasn't me; it was another. Another was the uh, the Uncle Tom who was in in the uh, mayorship before this guy Kenny took over. Mm-hmm. Ken, Kenny was a city council, so they signed all these agreements, just mm-hmm. like all of these blacks sitting up at city council. What the people need to do, and this is me, this is just me talking. I think our people need to get themselves together and go down to these sites. It's plenty of men in these neighborhoods. It's these young boys that standing on corners acting stupid, a small, a small percentage of them acting stupid, finding themselves behind prison bars. If you're going to go to prison, go to prison for something beneficial to the community. Get the men together and go down there and walk on these sites and don't let none of these white guys come in and work until they get work. Yeah. Go in there and block these entrances. And be ready because they're going to some of these unions, uh, which uh, uh, what's the uh, what's the master of the plantation? Bob Brady, he was over there copping his union. There's other guys over the electrical union. They're going to probably try to send some goons down there. Our people need to be ready for goons. Yep. They they abuse one another in these darn neighborhoods. Then be ready for some battle when they come down there because they're going to definitely come down there when you block these entrances to construction sites. Block these entrances to construction sites. If you ain't working, don't let these white guys come in and work. And don't take no women. The women can go over to some of these council people's offices and block the entrances. Don't let these do-nothings in their, in their places because I don't want women in, in uh, situations where they can get hurt. Let the men go down there. Block some of these entrances to the construction sites. Stop standing on corners firing guns at one another in these communities. If you want to fire some guns, fire it at people that's taking the livelihood. They wouldn't have to stand on the corners selling dope and drugs if they could get some of these darn jobs. Good paying jobs. I ain't talking about no uh, jobs that they're barely making or uh, uh, being able to take care of their family. These are good paying jobs. These are your representatives. That, that, those are the people that represent you, man. Uh, man Nutter even called it his first term in office. 
he called the economic apartheid. So he even acknowledged. Well, he know what it is. He was a part of it. He was a part. He of was it. a part of it. He gonna get in there like he got clean hands. He is a part of it, and these black elected officials is very much a part of it. But then you have this local radio station that wants you to be a part of their platform, ask you for money, telling you, telling you that these are your representatives, and every time they run for office, uh, vote for them. They eat. They eat breakfast with one of those uh, the carpenters union boss every. Every, what Monday on a black radio talk station eating uh, bacon and, and catfish <laughs> and, and butter biscuits like guys <laughs> and, and, and brag about having this guy on 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 the on this program. I mean that's an insult. But see that's the problem, and that's the problem when you talked about the station in this city that 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 uh, because the columnist is a host on that station in this city, but they're too they're too close with these people. They're friends with these people. You can't, these people have done damage to the black community. You can't have no people like that as your friend. These people are enemies of the community. How do you sign these deals and know that your people ain't going to have no damn jobs and then you're going to talk about, oh, oh, stop firing these guns in the community. These people ain't got work. And you down there eating bacon and catfish with this guy. Listen, no, I mean, the, I mean, that's insult. the people can do something. They can go on there. Joe was talking about them building some Temple Stadium. And when they when they plan to build that stadium, that is a black neighborhood. And they're going to displace a lot of black people from those residents. And, and you know what, Ellie? And another thing is, uh, with, that, uh, with the percentage that you do see uh, in, the, in the trades unions, uh, I, I would say like maybe 40% of that is laborers. I, I know it. Exactly. <laughs> cleaning up the site cleaning up the site not the skill I'm not saying that you know but that's not a skilled trade I mean they are providing for their family it's nothing to be looked down upon but that should that should show you something but I'm telling you man well listen that that's my solution I, you know we always try to talk about solutions on the program and th- practical things like Dr. King said practical solutions that we can all do that's a practical solution this other stuff about going to city council howling and screaming in there that ain't doing no good these people ain't listening to you they, oh, they hear you they, oh they hear you but they ain't listening to you they turn around and do what they're going to do yeah, what you what you gonna do? You ain't gonna do nothing. Well, you know, when, when I when I was in when I was down in D.C. on a construction site, I forget the major general contractor down there, but he's all over D.C. And let me tell you something, man. It was a big sign, a couple of blocks away from the White House down there, and it says, "No blacks allowed." They had a bunch of Mexican workers, so but no, and I and I hear, I hear our brothers and sisters talking about the Palestinians' plight. I hear them talking about how Trump wants to build this wall and kick out the Mexicans. I don't hear either one of them talking about our plight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? So it's time for us to help us. And, and you know, and Brother Clayman did bring up something important. It takes dollars for any movement. But you know what it also takes, Elliot? It takes ethics. I always hear Alton Maddox say that, and he's absolutely right. The reason why we can have all the dollars in the world, but if we don't have any ethics, it's nothing. It's nothing there. So, man, um, 
Altmatics is completely. Yeah. He said we lack ethics. You know what? And he listen. He, he, you you just said he's right because if there was ethics among these black elected officials, and I'm not talking about nationally, I'm just talking about this story here locally in Philadelphia. <laughs> if there was ethics, they would never do that to their community. And the voters, if the voters had ethics, <laughs> you know what I mean? Ethics, man, we we lack it. Wow. Well, well, listen, the struggle continues. You, uh, you know, we try to come on here and put out information to let our people know exactly what's going on, exactly what we're up against. And it's kind of up to us to uh, decide what road we're going to take. But we see where things are headed. So, you know, I just uh, people just got to be prepared for whatever happens. We got to prepare ourselves. Uh-huh. I mean, you, you hear... Uh, like uh, Jay out of New York talked about Brother X, you hear what he's always saying. And I'm not necessarily saying I agree with everything he's saying, but I do understand what he's talking about because we've had, we've, it's been plenty of evidence of it since we've been here in this country. Like we said, make you want to holler. We were, at, we were in junior high school. Same thing, and it's the same, it's not, it's not even worse. <laughs> Man. And you know, we, I'm talking about over 40 something years, bro. So, check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you, let, we're going to wind things down. We can take a brief break. We'll be right back. tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American-owned and operated insurance agency and business for over 20 years, located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowners insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services, representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies, offering a discount on all notary services if you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. 
What is in one million brothers and sisters who are tired of the same old rhetoric, the same old leaders, the same old ways of dealing with political and economic empowerment? If you realize that nobody's going to save black people but us, if you understand that no existing political party prioritizes the best interests of African Americans as a collective, if you believe that leadership is as leadership does, and this means that the best leaders for the black collective must come from the ranks of those who place and hold the best interests of black people foremost and uttermost, if you understand that black people must develop a mindset and the will to finance their own racial uplift organizational efforts, then get involved with one million conscious black voters and contributors. The movement is now. Go to www.iamoneofthemillion.com. That's www.iamoneofthemillion.com.
Hitting in there for Brother Ridge, as always. Brother Ralph, you pinch hit and hit a home run. Oh, man. I, the, the catfish and bacon got me. Uh, but I, I had to... <laughs> and, the, and the butter biscuits. Yeah, <laughs> and, they, and they, they're all air while the people are seeing how these unions discriminate against the people that listen to the station. They're talking about catfish, bacon, and butter biscuits. That's the, you know, I can't. That's sad. That's sad. I can't understand that. And not one question to the guy that's sitting there that's over one of the largest unions in this country, and he's also the leader of the Democratic Party in this country, and sits over a black district that the people ain't working in, and nobody questions this guy. I mean, what the hell? What? I told you, mental illness runs deep, uh, uh, Brother Ellie. Whoa, boy, I'm that's the only you. thing it can be, or lack of ethics. <laughs> or, or, or wait a minute what did uh, what did uh, what they say fear 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 <laughs> yeah so wow oh yeah listen I want to thank everybody for participating in the program this evening and brother Ralph thanks again man lively yep. discussion as always and we'll be back now any last words before we leave Ralph no no just um better I, I, I hope better days are coming, man. But like, like you said, faith without works is dead. We need to start doing something different. Wow. I want to thank everybody for participating in the discussion this evening. Lively discussion as always. And we'll be back next week, Lord willing, to continue on this path towards an awakening. Peace. If you're driving through the country on a lazy afternoon, Your children playing after school. They seem to be so unaware. I know, I know the things that they'll soon have to take care of. Children. 
to play Such a small part of The things that they'll soon Be right at the heart of My little Tommy He said he wants to be a fireman Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.